Episode fifty-five of the Reptile Gummo Podcast. Fifty-five. I'm gonna steal yours. I'm gonna steal yours. Keep whoop whoop. Whoop whoop. I love how you always <laughs> emphasize the episode number. It's like episode fifty-five. He's proud of it. that fact that he yeah. has stuck around this long. We need to figure out how many episodes Robert and I have been on. It doesn't matter. Everybody's it does here for matter. me. It's me. Mm. I'm the draw. Mm. I don't, don't know about that. <laughs> Never makes you sleep at night. That's what babe. I tell myself when I edit this. But it's all about me. Oh my goodness! It's not all about you. It's all about our sponsors. Do you, are you yeah. ready to talk? Look, about I'm ready. Oh my god! You even have it saved up. in your phone it's now. Saved you in the notes. You don't have to search have through have a text message. The text message. How about that shit? Look That's at right. you. That's the one thing you're prepared for tonight. I mean, and your things. 15 snack cakes. Um, that sounds like judgment, and we oh, don't live was. in a judgment-free house. No, wait, I said that wrong. We live in a judgment-free house. That's what you said. <laughs> no, I just said we don't live in a judgment-free oh. house. Either way. <laughs> Either way. Oh, All right. Katie, who is our first sponsor? Well, if you are looking for a high-quality PVC rack, look no further than Lone Star Reptile Racks. They offer a variety of sizes for all different types of snakes, geckos, rats, and more. You can even order something custom. Shipping is available, or you can plan to pick up at a Herps Reptile Show near you. Visit lsreptileracks.com to reach out to Lone Star Reptile Racks and place your order with Robert today. Whoop, whoop. I ad-libbed yeah. some of that. I like that you read it live, and it's Robert's company, and he's sitting right there. I know. It's what we do. Go yeah. ahead, our next sponsor. <laughs> I just I was going to plug Robert's thing from last month, but it's not last month anymore. It's not. Did you get, how did the, how's it been? How's business? How was the show this weekend? You saw a lot? That Corpus show was killer. Um, I did really well. Like I did better at Corpus than I did at Conroe. <clears throat> so, oh, wow. nice. yeah, yeah. That Corpus show That's was exciting. It was busy all day long, all day long. Sunday morning, you know, was your typical, a little bit slow, but man, it was, uh, y'all had good weather too. Uh, it was kind of rainy on Saturday, but oh, was it yeah, good weather Sunday at this point in Texas is it wasn't ice. There was no exactly. ice. It was good weather. <clears throat> exactly. I talked to so many people this weekend that lost their animals. Um, Rachel sold Rachel sold a couple of snakes to a lady who had lost uh, lost animals in the freeze, and uh, it was. Uh, I actually found out on like Thursday or Friday that one of my customers that had bought a whole snake room of racks from me late last year lost her entire collection. Oh shit. Um. That hurts. Um, they live out in the middle of nowhere, kind of like Rick, and they were without power for like five and a half days, and the generator broke, and that was it. They they lost like seventy four snakes. Um, that's oh. the person I got the sunset project from. That she did the she gave me those that sunset project, and uh, she said, "Well, at least, at least I'm right. glad I gave you those when I did because otherwise they would have." I mean, she lost some. She lost a lot. I think she told me she had like Gosh. two leopard geckos survive and three or four rats out of a couple of hundred rats. <clears throat> wow. So anyway, sorry to go crazy. to a bummer. 
So how did your uh, your ten percent to Herps go for February? Pretty for good. The Herps Family Foundation. Pretty good. I'll be making the donation in the next couple of days. Um, Sweet. Cool. cool. Yeah. There were a lot of donations. There were a ton of donations. In fact, we did hit the over $5,000 mark. Yes. So Max dyed his beard. And yes. uh, JT dyed his beard. Yeah, Max dyed it blue. Mm-hmm. He was at Corpus, and then JT dyed his pink. He which did. kind of brings us to our next sponsor. Our next sponsor, which, which is, is Herb's Reptile Shows. Uh, if you are anywhere in, I was going to try to go remember the list in my head. Oklahoma, Missouri, Texas, Louisiana, Colorado. And I think That's in the right. future, hopefully, Alabama and Tennessee, if those things come back to normal again. But if you're anywhere in those areas, you need to go to a Herp Streptile show. Uh, the next one is Bryan College Station, Texas, which we will be at. I am not vending, but we will be at that one. Uh, Robert is vending. Yes, I am. So, Robert's birthday. That's that why is we're nice. going. Working on my birthday. be the first time in years I've worked on my own birthday. So yeah, if- boss lady has me working on my birthday in Conroe, so I don't want to hear it. <laughs> So come to Brian College Station, and you can buy a rack from Robert for his birthday. So That's right. I can yeah, make you a shirt that says, it's my birthday, buy a rack. You, that'd be great. It's my birthday, um, touch my rack. No, oh. stop it. Show me a rack? What? No. Uh, oh, my gosh. Both of you. Well, it is a reptile show. You won't have to ask for that. That'll happen already. <laughs> You'll anyway, see more than you want to see. Lord have mercy. So uh, I, made a, I made a post earlier. I made a post earlier about the corpus. I mean, the, the Brian College Station show through my business page and uh, went to promote it. And I am temporarily suspended from running ads right now. Because I don't know if somebody has gone back on my profile from years ago and reported memes I shared, but I have like 15 memes that I shared in like 2016 that all of a sudden are against community standards because they were about serial killers or uh, pictures of, you know, uh, deer that we, we harvested and I used the word kill. Apparently you can't do that on Facebook. And uh, yeah, so now I'm temporarily... They didn't affect my personal account where all that is, but I can't run any ads on my business account right now. So I know someone who actually posted on her business page too many times and was put in like a one week Facebook, Facebook jail. Facebook Facebook yeah. Jail. yeah. Cause she posted too many times from a business but, page in the span of 24 hours. But on my, my ad for the Hertz Corpus show, I had 21 scam comments about people trying to resell tickets. <laughs> and when you report those to Facebook, that's a fake profile. They say, Oh, it looks to be real to us. But I shared a meme about Jeffrey Dahmer in 2016. <laughs> and now I can't run ads. That's crazy. <laughs> that is yeah. insane. Hey, but yeah. the, the sad part is it's a huge negative and positive. Like Facebook in itself, the actual product itself is a great, idea and it works wonderful for what we need but then the people side of facebook suck <laughs> they come in and so many things are i mean you can't say a lot of things and it's that way with youtube it's that way with, i mean they're all owned by the same kind of silicon valley uh i'm, I'm gonna use a, tr- a trigger word with snowflakes yeah everything bothers them but anyways, I sent you a meme. I sent you a meme about snowflakes today. Uh, anyways, I don't remember that. I wasn't looking. I was teaching. Whatever. I can. I can see you responding to me all day. I was teaching. Ooh, what then? I was. I was teaching. 
Anyways, uh, also, <coughs> so the, the Brian College Station show is two weekends from now, March 13th, 14th. Uh, Temple, Texas show is April 3rd and 4th. Beaumont, Texas is April 10th and 11th. And we found out today uh, Louisiana is going into phase three. So the Slidell, Louisiana show is a go April 17th and 18th. Yeah. I love the Slidell show. So people need to not screw this up for us. And in Louisiana, yeah. keep it together. Keep it together. Yeah, I have several, several pre-purchase racks that people have been trying to pick up at Louisiana shows and they haven't been happening, so I'll be happy to get rid of those that I've been moving around for two months. That's <clears> awesome. <throat> um, and then you might also see our our uh, our guests tonight at a Herp show. I'm not ready for that yet. Not, why not, okay, we're not ready for that. I told you I wasn't ready for that. Okay. You, we have a big announcement tonight. Oh, dang it. I forgot. You didn't write it down. Okay, I go. told it to you like 10 minutes ago. I've eaten snack cake. Twice. Now. That is not an excuse. It that is, is no way that's an, that is not a, <laughs> that is not a valid excuse anywhere. You use that. Oh, God. <laughs> so. We do have a big announcement. Our February giveaway that was sponsored by Southern Reptile Supply. A $100 gift certificate to Southern Reptile Supply at any Hurt show. Uh, we did our drawing last night. Uh, and we have a winner and I've messaged, reached out to our winner and she has said she's going to be able to accept it and she's going to be at the Bryan College Station show to get it. Cool. Did our, she tell you phonetically how to say her name? I did name? ask her how to pronounce her name. <laughs> um, and, and, I, and I think, I think I got it. It is Karen Gorazic. Gorazic. Yeah, that's what it looks like. That's what it looks like. It's what it is now, Karen. That's what your last name is. Karen Gorazic won our $100 gift certificate to Southern Reptile Supply. Very so, cool. Uh, and she said she was, oh, what did she say she was going to buy? She had it on there. I, did I not say last night? You we should write, write it down. down. I think it was Reptichip. I remember let's that. Just, let's just guess Reptichip. I Rep remember Chip. telling you to do something. Let's just guess Reptichip because that was like 50% of the answers. But, uh, oh. so that is our February winner. Very cool. Very cool. And before you step on my toes again, I, know. I would like to mention and bring up our March contest on our March giveaway. I'm very excited about this one, and I'm not gonna lie, I'm, I'm really pissed off that this is my podcast because I want to win it, mm -hmm. and, and I can't. So we mention this name a lot on here. We really need to start Grant. mentioning. I know. John Grant. I am going to. Go ahead, John Grant. But <laughs> along with John Grant is Callie Grant, which is his wife. Yes, and they both are in this business together. They both run their pet shop in Oklahoma. They're at every Herb show, uh, but John Grant and Callie Grant have agreed to give away a Herbstat One thermostat for the month of March. Yeah. So our yeah. listeners can win a Herbstat One thermostat. So if you're in the market for a high, I mean, it's basically the highest quality thermostat you can get, uh, here's your way to win it. This is what we're going to do. Each, each week, the next four weeks, there's five Tuesdays in the month of March. We record on Tuesdays. So for the next four Tuesdays, this one and the next three, I'm going to give you a number. Then, after that episode, we'll tell you, the last episode, you will message the podcast the four-digit number. You're going to put all four of those numbers together and message us the four-digit number. You are not going to post it. On Do not post it online. Board. That's cheating. Or post it on the on the site. You have to message it to us. So, and so you got to save it together. Save save these four numbers, and you're going to send us this four digit number. And all the names that send us the correct four digit number will go into a drawing. 
and we, that's how we will pick the winner for this month's prize. Uh, we'll do several different ways of how we'll pick winners for the next few months, but we did just comments on the last one, but this one I wanted to force you to have to listen to this podcast. And and to be honest, I'm not always going to mention the number at the beginning of the podcast. I'm just saying it will be mentioned sometime inside the podcast. Oh my gosh. This time around, though, I will tell you the number for the first week of March is number seven. The number is number seven. So write that down somewhere, put it in your phone, save it, the number seven, uh, and then you'll have the next three weeks, we'll give you a number, and then on the fifth week, we will call a winner. We'll tell the winner who's going to be. Uh, and it is for a Herbstat one thermostat, which I'm, I'm super jealous because I could use another Herbstat <laughs> thermostat. I can always use more Herbstats. But I, I want to thank JT and Callie. Uh, when they told me they wanted to give that away, I was, I was shocked. Isn't that what your daughter currently has in her bedroom for her African fat tail gecko? Yeah, I need to get that back. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't have anything. To, well, I'll tell you back. I have a rack that I'm getting in two weeks from somebody. Uh, so when you I better remind rack, me like the couple of days before. Yes. So I remember to bring it this time. But it's not sitting in your garage still. Or else it'll no, be there until spring break. It'll be in the new shop. <laughs> oh, that's true. Right. We'll, 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 I know. We'll talk about that. I said we'll talk about that later. <laughs> I'm going to... I'm going to let you bring in our guests. I'm excited. I know. That's why I'm... So anyways, number seven. Here we go. So our guest this week is someone that you might also see at a lot of the Herp shows because I'm pretty sure she does most of them. But we have Brittany Patchett with Goliath Arachnids. And I'm super excited that you agreed to come and do our podcast with us because I think you're a really cool person. I'm happy to be here. Well, yeah. This is... uh. Two episodes in a, in a row where I can tell Sean to suck it, Sean. <laughs> it's two weeks in a row where I haven't had a snake person on. So, suck it. Anyways, it's, oh it's exciting. Gosh. We haven't had a spider person on. I'm excited. No, I say I'm spider person, like she can shoot webs out of her hand and climb walls. Yeah. Is it the political correct version? We can't no longer be Spider-Man. Spider person. <clears throat> spider person. No, sir. Oh. No, sir. My students actually have been on me about getting a tarantula at one of the shows. And I was like, I like, plan. I plan on getting. I, mean, it. I know somebody who. I look them. at her stuff at her table every show. <laughs> I will eventually get one. I just have to figure out. If you get what a tarantula, I want. it's I want you to get one of two. I'm not getting a bird eater. I don't want a bird eater. Okay. <laughs> I either want you to get a a pink toe again. I did love the pink toe. Such a bird eater. Yeah, she's right there. You can't. That's see a big her. ass tank. That's that's too much for a tarantula. That's, so you guys that are listening can't see because obviously we're not doing the video with this one, but she's in her room with amazing looking setups. But I either want you to get a pink toe or I don't know if you can get it the red knees anymore, but isn't there something that's like a red knee? Like, there's something similar. The, uh, Kamori, which is the red knee, and then you can get the Smithy, which is also considered a red knee. The Smithy's the real one. Um... Unless you know what you're looking for, they look identical. You're just going to pay twice as much for the Smithy. Yeah, the Red Knees were the ones that were used in, like, every movie in the 90s. <laughs> yeah, Whereas in a... Uh, Halloween tarantula. Yeah, I think it was uh, uh, Home Alone. They used Red Knee. What? I think it was the first one. I think in the Home Alone movie, one of them is actually an Ace Samadhi that they have in there. But I could be wrong about that. But I see it on that's, the phone a lot. That's so, the other reason I can't get into tarantulas. Scientific names. Scientific names. Oh, I, 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 I Google it. 
<laughs> I, I Google it. If when I see her post stuff or I find something on her on her table that I like, I'll Google it <clears throat> um, and I'll save it. And I do the same thing when uh, our buddy Travis posts or, things. Or if you're sitting next to me, you'll show me the picture of it and go, "Is that real?" I did that one. That's it was not like the one. jeweled. Oh yeah. yeah, it was like a little jeweled spider. That was cool. The jewel makes me laugh because it's this big. When it, it's like an inch, two inch big trapdoor spider that's a tarantula. Gorgeous, but you'll never see it. And the going rate last time I heard anything about it was six hundred to eight hundred dollars for an unsexed sling. Like, Jesus. no, thank you. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Um, so I grew up. My mom was terrified of spiders. Um. <laughs> And I actually didn't know she was afraid of spiders until I was in the eighth grade <laughs> because we would always go to like zoos and aquariums and programs and we were always front and center. So we would pay attention and not talk. But my mom would always like go to the bathroom or something during the program when the spiders would come out, come to find out she was really just standing in the back of the room because she didn't want her fear to bleed over to us and for us to be afraid she would do that. And then I grew up on the coast in Alabama. So we did a lot of things with horseshoe crabs as well, which are also in the arachnid family. Cause when you flip them over, they very much, you can tell they resemble spiders. So I didn't find out about all of that until I was an adult. But, um, I like horseshoe so crabs. what, how long have you been into spiders? Um, I originally am from Arizona and there was tarantulas all over just running around. So I think that's where my fascination came from. But um, I've actually been raising tarantulas for probably like 10 years now. Um, virtually, I've only been doing it for about two years. But I like it because nobody judges you if, if you have 100 of them. <laughs> <laughs> well, no one in our small no circle of people. Yeah. Like the general public judges us all the time. No, my students do. They're yeah. like, you have how many snakes at your house? I'm yeah. Like, when I say the number 50, they freak out. And I'm like, that's not a lot. Like I know people with no. 250 or 500. They're like, it's not. So I know that you have obviously all of the, the spiders. I know you have some dogs. I know you have a bird. Wow. Yeah. You've really been stalking her. No, we talk. <laughs> I socialize with people, James. <laughs> Do you do you have any other reptiles though? Or? I actually don't own any reptiles. I own a ferret. That's probably the only other like exotic animal I have. Um, no, I don't have any reptiles. I just don't have the space for reptiles. Oh well, yeah. Every I'm time so I see one at the show, I'm like, "Ooh, what's this?" And I like Google it, and I'm like, "I don't have 75 gallons of space." <laughs> <laughs> I'm still amazed anybody out of 1999 still has a ferret. My sister had one. And probably in 1999. I was in high school. Yes. Yeah. I was in high school. They were huge, like 98, 99, everywhere. Yeah, you know what? The, the pet store here that we do business with, they have them occasionally, and as soon as she gets them in, they sell like yeah. that. I know pet, Petco's, Petco's carry them and sell them all the time, too. That thing hated my guts. It would come from across the room to attack me. I, you also have a fear of squirrels. <clears throat> that is. That That's like judgment. That is judgment. A hundred percent. I will tell that story later. If you would like to go ahead and bring up our Facebook question that I came up with this week, I knew hmm. we were having Brittany. It'll on tie it. into that, and it does tie into that. That's why I didn't. I didn't post. Um, so my question, because a lot of people are afraid of spiders. Why did you just scroll down? I can't read the question. It was your question. You don't have it memorized? No. <laughs> Come on, Cody. 
So my question was, in our world, we see several people with animal phobias. What are some of your animal-related phobias and why? Because if you don't ask why, people will just tell you the answer and leave it at that. And I want explanations, people. Um, right. but we had some really awesome, really awesome. You want me to hear me already? You can go. Oh, yeah. It's your podcast. That's only because you couldn't pronounce this, per- <clears throat> pronounce this person's last name. Hayden Lairs? Um, I don't think that's how you pronounce it. No, maybe it may be. I got Hayden. Liars? I think it's Liars. Okay. Lears? I bet that's what it is. I bet it's Lears. L-I- it's whatever I say at this point. Uh, I was massively, and this is not me, this is Hayden. I was massively arachnophobic for getting involved in reptile education. I said I'd, if I was going to ask people to keep an open mind that I had to do the same. I still get a little adrenaline rush when my tarantulas charged me, though. Oh, no. Uh, still have a huge fear of flying, stinging bugs. That's completely irrational. I wish I could explain it, but boy, mm-hmm. I have some stories. And that reminds me of my daughter. My daughter has a huge irrational fear of flying insects. Like I don't. It, I've seen her break down. So it comes from like just a bee being near. It her. comes from camp. No, it comes from y'all freaking around telling her. No, be careful when she gets stung. no. She's never been stung. We were walking to the bathhouse at Girl Scout camp, and she had a lantern instead of a flashlight, which I told her not to bring. And the bugs were trying to bounce off the lantern, and they were bouncing this, off the back of her legs instead. But this and kid is she never. Four. She's it's never been out. stung, and I've had to walk her like, like just talk her down with a bee, just a bee like, being near her. She and doesn't like things that fly. She huh. doesn't. So, I'm glad they got over that. Hayden got over their uh, arachnophobia. I'm not an arachnophobic. I, I've owned spiders. I like spiders. I don't hold spiders. Uh, it's too close to the bitey part. The bitey part? Yes. That has a name. The bitey part. The mouth. Because there's a bitey part on snakes, <laughs> and I can stay away from the bitey part on snakes. I can't stay away from the bitey part on tarantulas. Oh, goodness. Thankfully, most t- people in the hobby don't handle tarantulas or don't advocate for it. I I love on your YouTube channel the videos of you rehoming or not rehoming but like changing enclosures. I love the cup that you use and you have like your little paintbrushes that you like. I just I love it. Yeah, I honestly about ninety nine percent of my tarantulas have never been held, other than like when they're little babies. Sometimes they get all over the place and run like hell when they're getting rehoused. But for the most part, you don't hold them. Uh, the only time I really handle is when I'm at the show is trying to show people how to do it correctly because everyone, regardless if they tell you they want to handle or not their tarantula, is going to try it eventually. Well, my fear, like, I had one person do this once with a Samboa baby. They wanted to hold a Samboa baby. Uh, or no, it wasn't a Samboa. It was a boa constrictor. It was, uh, and I, and I, put it, I put it in their hands, and the minute it hit their hands, they pulled their hands apart and it fell to the floor. And it took everything I had within me not to just bitch slap this girl. I wasn't at this show. My, my, so when, my mom was there with me. <laughs> my mom was there with me. Once the I, I was calm, I picked the snake, I put it back. She walked away. And my mom looked at me. She goes, I'm really proud of you. And I was like, oh, it was in there. It was inside. <laughs> and I was about to lose my shit. Uh, but the thing is, when my animal falls to the floor, it survives. Your animal falls to the floor and it falls to pieces. Yes. Yeah. Uh, it, I try to like emphasize that if you are going to handle tarantulas, it's easier when they're smaller because they bounce a little bit better. They're like infants like we have. Like if an infant falls, it bounces. Babies bounce. <laughs> I fell down today. My ass is probably not getting back up. Wow. 
Like that's how I kind of relate it. So after it gets to about stage, I tell them don't handle it. We're going to hurt them more than they're going to hurt us. Yeah. Oh, let's see. Oh, here's a, here's a good one. This <laughs> I don't get this fear. So Ryan Goslow, who posts a lot on our group, uh, it may seem weird, but I have a phobia of slugs. I can't go near them. They creep me out. But weirdly enough, he's okay with snails. So Josephine and I talked about That's... this in the car. <laughs> so, so I didn't see that. We talked about this. Our daughter and I talked about this, and she said all she can figure. And Ryan, you'll have to, to let us know. All she can figure is that has to do with the shell. Well, yeah, maybe he just doesn't like naked. He doesn't like naked snails. That's all it is. I mean, that's basically what a slug is, right? Have you seen well, slug mate? It's the most disturbing thing you'll ever see. I can't. Yeah, I have. Oh, that's worth a Google. <laughs> Here goes Robert. Here goes Robert. Like, All right. <laughs> fucking slugs. Sure what in the world? Oh, I really oh, now Shit, now I got to look. Oh, if I could, what the? Oh, that's funny. Yeah, that was at the point in the car where our daughter informed us that she's afraid of sheep <laughs> because she had a nightmare about sheep. They look like never a, actually they look, look like a life. cone snail when they're wrapped up. Like it's like a cone. Yeah. Yeah, and there's like so the weird comes out and it's like the ball gets yeah, all wrapped up and it's really weird. What? Well, that's that's just odd. That's people keep weird. leeches. I find that weird. Yeah. I have a that friend who keeps out. leeches and feeds them off of her body every so often. Yeah, that's, that's so fucking weird. weird. Okay, now I'm okay. Like if you keep leeches and then you like you like make your own blood sausage or something to feed them, but not when it's your own blood. Like, yeah, Ugh. it's no. my same friend that has a red tail hawk and uh, cobras and stuff. So y'all know her. Uh that's strange. Uh, okay, well, here's Elon. I knew Elon was going to answer, and she put roaches. We've already had this discussion when she was on the on the podcast. Mm-hmm. She has a fear of roaches, which I, I'm not going to lie. I I have I'm not, okay. It's not a fear because I've owned roaches, I've owned dubias, I've owned hissers, and I'm okay with them. I can be around roaches by evidence by the fact that those damn uh, red runners that got all over our shit in uh, New Orleans or Slidell or whatever. What I can be around them. But you let one get in our house, and he's going to call me from the other side to come take care of it. I had a bad experience. <laughs> I was in high school. I was like a freshman in high school, and I was sitting. We lived in a townhouse, and I was sitting on the couch watching TV. Something hit my shoulder, and without thinking, I slapped my shoulder, and roach goo went everywhere. And, mm. yeah, I just get, the, I can't do, do it. Do you remember in college – the townhouse that I lived in. Well, they're outside. It was infested. There was a you would tree walk outside. outside of the door. You could hear the tree like it was like it was moving. raining. Like it sounded like a, raining. I, hey, I, I ate a roach for a pep rally in high school. It's that fucking is gross. gross. You're you're horrible. I uh, I told the they landlord. were like candied roaches. Like they were you know food grade. Yeah, nah. food food grade roaches. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it, it was. I want to actually go to Crook. I meant you to go to Kroger's and find me food grade roaches. It was actually pretty okay. I, t- I told my landlord that I thought the tree outside the apartment was infested with roaches, and he did not believe me. <laughs> no, he, he said-, said to me, cockroaches don't live in trees. <laughs> and I just looked at him like, uh, we're in the middle of Alabama. They most certainly live in cockroaches trees. Cockroaches don't live in trees. Someone so didn't tell the cockroaches. Indeed- Two or three cans of raid into the tree one night. It was we a month, dumb. but it was a month later. He came through and cut every tree down. He 
it looked like a battlefield. I mean, we took pictures. We took a, uh, a month. About a month later, he came and shut every. He cut every shrub down around the apartment <laughs> complex. Now I will say that is the one thing we have at our house that well we don't have it anymore. But I I would not do anything with our hissing cockroaches. I started to like get a little bit of an allergy to the dubious, which a lot of people do. So yeah. But now our daughter, she'll hold her hissing cockroach. She'll give her whole little speech about it, and she knows Mama stays on that side of the table and I stay (laughs) over here because if if she I told her I will hit you and not me. Getting getting dubious (laughs) took a lot of the first time we got dubious took a lot of convincing to get Katie to be okay with dubious. But then um, his showed up at my house. You've never seen a fat white guy do karate until a, a wasp flies at my face. <laughs> and it's like, oh, really? <laughs> yeah, buddy. It's a show. Because uh, if I don't have an EpiPen with me and I get stuck, it could be stung, it could be a problem. Oh, I didn't so, know you were allergic. Super allergic. Oh, wow. So do you carry an EpiPen with you at shows? Robert, I need you to know we're friends. No. And that's the reason I'm not making a fat joke right now. It's okay. I don't care. <laughs> I had to use an EpiPen how, on someone. How would you know if you got stung by one? Oh, it hurts. Idiot. <laughs> Fat people still have skin and nerves, bud. <laughs> oh. I had to use an EpiPen uh, one time on someone who got stung by a bee, and she was like, "Here's my fanny pack. There's my EpiPen. I need you to administer stab this. me." And I was like, "Oh, thank goodness I've been trained." At least, it's, at least now EpiPen's like in the leg, and it's easy, and it's a whole thing. It's not like it was then. It's not like, like like forty, fifty well, years ago. Just, yeah. Oh, mm, no uh, Victor, this one, this one got me. Victor said, "Large constrictors, only because I've seen them in action when not approached with caution and respect by people." Who think they are experts in handling them? What do you consider large constrictors, though? I'm assuming he means anything like berm, retic, maybe a really large red tail. I mean, anything over ten feet is large to me. Yeah, I don't have a fear of that, though. Mm. I, I mean, I have a full respect of it. Yeah. It's kind of like with tarantulas. I don't have a fear of tarantulas. Like I don't fear a bird eater, but I'm not picking up a fucking bird eater. Like I, I respect what it can do to me. Yeah, I'm afraid of squirrels. Did you jump down? This- no, it's oh. not on there. I'm just, just you had flashbacks to yeah. squirrels all of a sudden. <laughs> I'll tell my just- story. <laughs> More flashbacks. Oh, I'm afraid of squirrels. We weren't even talking about squirrels right there. Just y'all. you stared off into space. And I'm afraid of squirrels. Like <laughs> it was a Thursday. It was actually a Saturday. Like, it was like one of those but flashbacks from a war movie. Just sitting in the in the foxhole. <laughs> oh, we'll Why get to your. We'll get to almost twenty years ago, and I remember it. Vividly. We'll get to your squirrel issue in a minute. Our buddy Travis said it's not a phobia, but he really dislikes ticks. That does yeah. they do gross me out. You had to call me one time and ask her to get a tick off of her daughter. You know, we're out of town. She got one at like the park or something. No, I called you for the stuff to do. I know how to get a tick off. Um, I mean, I wasn't going to use a, a, a match head near <laughs> our kid, but uh, I, I like Stephen Livingston, and this is the reason I don't swim in the ocean. Sharks. I can't swim faster than them, and they can eat me. A hundred percent. I agree with that. I'm not made to out I'm swim still going to get in the water at the beach. Fuck it. Nope. I will. Nope. I love people like, you're more likely to get yada, yada, yada than bit by a shark. Well, I don't give a shit. I'm zero percent chance of getting bit by a shark from on land. James will not get in the water if he cannot see the bottom of the water. Yeah. Anywhere. Shit lives in there, and it's and better. I'm like, it's better go. at being in the water than me. <laughs> Uh, How many more things in the ocean that would 
mess with you than sharks. Like, I've seen but, videos of killing them there. throwing their food around, just playing with it. Like, that could be me. Yeah. Right. <laughs> if you uh, if you have kids and you're listening to this and they enjoy Wild Kratts on PBS Kids, the episode this week is a shark episode. We watched it at lunch today. Go get traumatized. It's we cool. being you and other teachers? No, my fifth graders. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I can totally see that though. We um no, we can't eat lunch in the cafeteria because of static groups. So we take Static, our kids. Like they shock each other? No. We take our Tell them to quit rubbing their socks on the carpet. We take we don't have carpet. We take our kids to the cafeteria to pick up lunch and then we go back to the classroom to eat it. Um so my class actually watches cartoons during our lunch time. Everyone else is in silence. Pretty much. <laughs> I'm like, nope, we're watching okay. something educational. Lavissa's weirded me out just because I don't know how often this like this has never been and I've been around primates, but her fear was primates. They freak her out. A normal person doesn't have a chance of being around a primate. I mean, don't get me wrong. People are primates, and people, like, freak me the fuck out all the time. True. But I've never been like, oh, God, I hope this gorilla doesn't show up behind a corner. Okay, so I will say, as far as primates go, I am – it's because if you can hear our dog in the background, I do apologize. Our daughter is in the – she's unavailable at the moment. I'm still going to text her. Okay, you can, but she's unavailable, and so that's why Millie's put away. But um, anyways, primates. So the smaller primates don't bother me, like tamarins. Because um, you can kick them. Um, spider monkeys <laughs> are okay to a size. But like when we go to zoos that have like large like apes or gorillas or... Um, even orangutans. I'm, I'm like orangutans. Orangutan, whatever. Orangutan. <laughs> they. I'm very uncomfortable. What? Do, why? They're behind it, bars. Um, even though I know they're um, they're behind I bars. Like, I can't even put it into words. That's an irrational fear. It is, but I get where she's coming from. If that's I, I vote, my shark fear is completely rational. People have been bit by them. But I, but a phobia is not a rational fear. <laughs> I feel like if you were in the same room or there was a possibility of some monkeys around you, we would all I be would, getting bricks right now. I would die. Like, but if they're behind they're cages, they're going to eat well, me. Don't get me wrong, because I'm going to be the one that dies. The first time I went, the first time I came to the zoo to visit the zoo that I ended up working at, uh, I was walking around with my director, and we come up, and there were three baby monkeys. There was one keeper that took home three baby monkeys every night to take spider care of them. Monkeys. Spider monkeys. And my only experience with spider monkeys to that point were at the other zoo. They were all adults. And the thing was, when you get near them, be very careful. They will attack you. Don't get near them. So I come up next to her, and she has them all ready like, to go home. It's the end of the day. And one of them jumps off her and onto me, and I fucking froze. And she's like, oh, no, it's fine. They're good. I'm like, yeah, yeah, you say that. My only experience with spider monkeys is this is not good. But they were. They were fine Sweet as babies. Guys. I still wouldn't want to deal with an adult. They are strong. They would, one of my would, one of my really best friends growing up had a couple of them, and they were um, they were temperamental to say the least. And they're ridiculously Smell strong. Yeah. Like, yes. Deceptively strong because they don't look it with those skinny little arms. They so. always wanted my peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. Why did you have peanut butter and jelly sandwiches around monkeys? No, like I would go eat lunch. Who eats lunch around their monkeys? I, well, I would eat lunch with them with the like monkeys. With Rhonda and Rhonda would feed babies i feel like you're making stuff up okay uh we already talked about robert his fear is dying so. the, i was about to say is uh, 
I don't know that that's a phobia as much as it's, it's still. A I mean, he's allergy. afraid of dying. Yeah, but I feel like that's. I feel like that's allowed. Oh D- well, yeah, you're allowed to be afraid of dying. It doesn't keep him from being a fear. Like yeah. that one's okay. Uh, <laughs> I like this one. Tim and Corinda Gibbs said cobwebs. They don't mind spiders, just the webs. Uh oh, we lost Robert. Uh oh. But we're still recording, and normally we're not still recording when we lose Robert. That's you want to let him just pop back in, or do you want to? He'll pop back in. Okay. As long as that thing still says we're recording, we're good. Okay. But yeah, cobwebs. I, I, I guess, like, if you're walking and you get them in your face, that's and you don't know what, get caught off guard, yeah. I can see that. But, yeah, I don't know. Just the unknown on that one. Yeah. Uh, this one from Ish said maggots. Oh, yeah. They, yeah. Never, they gross me out. Yeah, they're disgusting. And they're deceivingly fast. They can yeah, get across I, the room real fast and they disperse. Ugh. Yeah. The problem is that if you have maggots, there's something gross already there. Yeah. So it's the whole idea of there's this horrible smell that I'm sure is there and maggots. And this one I hate just because it's a pain in the ass to get rid of. Uh, Kevin Vonderleep said, Vonderleep, whatever. Uh, fleas. So we have a we had a flea issue two years ago at our school because there were a lot of feral cats at the school, and so the grounds outside had fleas. So I would get flea bites around my ankles, literally walking from our school building to a car, and we had to have a company come in and like treat the whole building, and we had to treat. Um, the yard, like we had to treat everything, and it was absolutely insane. And Robert looks very get rid of them. For yes, because fleas are something you have to treat once, and then treat again, and then treat like a third time. Just to yeah, because all of the flea treatments don't kill the babies, and the babies take forever. Yeah. Right, so it's just a pain. I'd like to say welcome back to Robert. The whole we internet never just recording. crashed. Like it just stopped working. That's weird. Normally, whenever it knocks you out, and it stops the recording, but uh, we just keep going. Yeah, because it's, uh, it's a good network right now, so hopefully it continues. Do you want to explain your weird-ass squirrel issue? So I have always had an irrational fear of small rodents that are going to eat my toes. Yes, you heard me correctly. I'm afraid that mice or hamsters or squirrels are going to attack my feet and eat my toes, which... You're more likely to get your toes eaten by our tortoises. Um, I mean, for anyone that really knows me knows I only own, like, two pairs of real shoes. Everything else is a sandal or a flip-flop. Even right now, like, my fuzzy house slippers are flip-flop house slippers. Um, so, I guess that's where that comes from. But, um, so I was 16. We had just moved into a new house. And it was a Saturday and I somehow ended up with the master bedroom because of, I guess, how big it was. But it had double windows. The windows were open. There were no screens. And I was rearranging the furniture. Well, I had put my dresser in front of the door because I was trying to figure out what was going to go. And a squirrel got into the room with me. It's the day the squirrel went berserk. The, 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 the day the first Katie went berserk. Was it in a sleepy little town of Pascagoula? No, it was about 20 minutes away from the sleepy town of Pascagoula. Pascagoula. Um, 
So I went crazy. Maybe my it was dad, that squirrel. Maybe that squirrel's my traveling. Dad couldn't get to me. They're trying Maybe. to figure out what's going on. I can't stop screaming to tell them what's going on. Squirrel eventually gets back outside. Every now and then, my sister will like send me a meme with a squirrel in it because she thinks it's funny. Yeah, I you, don't like. Squirrel. You also have a huge phobia. Fuck you, James. You know what I'm saying? Go ahead. What am I gonna say? I don't know because I don't want to tell. I don't want to tell it if that's not what you're gonna say. Head lice. Oh, why'd you say the L word? Oh, now my head is. Damn James. I have an aunt. I have an aunt who has a phobia of elephants. You can't even say the word around her. You have to say the E word. Yeah, elephants. But she shows. But get this. She's a horse person. She breeds and shows horses. I'm like, that's like one of the closest sized animals to an elephant. Yeah. But something about the trunk and the E. I don't know. That's weird. So you have a fear of birds. You're a weird ass person. Made me watch that movie. The birds like, is not a scary movie. It's a hilarious the movie. Out of me. The birds is a comedy. Oh, I can't do it. I but my head birds. for real itches. Why you <laughs> no, I'm realizing right. Bird. I am definitely afraid of domesticated birds, like big ones. Parrots. Yeah. Oh no, they're shifty. I, when we, I like when having we fingers. At the zoo, I was like, let's go work with the vultures, or let's I'll go hang out with the cassowary. But I'm like, the small no, you, no, 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 rewind, rewind, rewind. Bullshit. You were never, <laughs> let's go hang out with the cassowary. With the no one ever's like, oh, I can't wait to go in there. I've <laughs> yeah, been in there with the cassowary. Take its eggs. <laughs> I didn't like being in there with the cassowary. That is a crazy bird. The scary-ass bird. Nobody can see me except for Brittany and Robert, and I look like a psychopath right now because I'm scratching my head. Because you're afraid Because you're afraid of... Uh, it, don't say the word. Of <laughs> lice, <laughs> squirrels, <laughs> roaches, birds. And people's chewing and drinking. And people's oh, chewing and drinking. No, that just grosses me out. I will <laughs> Look, when I... So I'll be honest, I teach at a very high poverty, low income school. And the kids that I teach don't get head lice. And I enjoy teaching at that type of school. <laughs> and we had one student. The majority of them don't get it. It's still majority. possible for a, a very select few. Well, the we had a student who, who had hair like mine and he had it. And when our nurse came and told me, I made her check my head three times before that day was over with. I will, I'm willing to bet you are more afraid of a kid walking in with lice oh, than COVID. Oh, yes. Yes. God. Oh, And I've had it. Like, I had it as a kid. Lice? Yeah. Not COVID. No, I haven't. To my knowledge, <laughs> I have not had COVID. Oh. It was one of those things, like, it went through our whole first grade classroom. Oh. Uh, I don't know. I don't, like I said, my, I don't. My only fear is I'm not, I'm not horribly afraid of roaches. I just native roaches gross me out. I'm not afraid of them as much as they just gross me out, and I don't want to throw up. Uh, and then I don't I'm not. I'm, it's a rational fear to not want to go into the water when I know it's in the water. You got your kayak stuck on a cypress knee. I, mean, I, to, I told the story. Live there. I thought I wasn't live there. I was not going in to get myself off the cypress knee. That's an irrational fear. It's though. not irrational. There's alligators in there. You were not going to be attacked by an alligator. You don't in know. Three minute span, it would have taken you to knock your kayak you off. You don't know. No. You don't know. There is a higher likelihood of me getting bitten by an alligator in the water than in my kayak. <clears throat> so the odds say. You sound crazy stay, right now. Hey, Brittany. Is you, are you getting yourself into this tonight? <laughs> I was watching the show up there. <laughs> I know. Brittany, so now it's your turn. Do you have any irrational fears? I used to be super afraid of roaches, but 
I started raising them and I'm a little bit more tolerant of them. Uh, Red runners still freak me out. Ugh. Um, and then centipedes. I don't really get the appeal behind them because they're crazy fast, crazy yes. venomous, and great escape artists. So, like, I don't really get the appeal. One day I'll probably own one and I'll probably love it eventually, but right now, not a fan. See, I, that, I don't think that's a phobia because I'm the same thing. I, I think they're cool, but all of those reasons you said are reasons I won't own one. I think that's and, and, a and, respect and, Yeah, that, that's a – like there's no way to deal with them without them being – because they can turn around on their bodies super fast. Yeah. And like if you're trying to use something to move them, they grab it with all those legs and then they're on it. Like Wait, it's, I, I caught a tiger centipede out of Junction at Thanksgiving and I picked it up with the big 18-inch uh, hemostats and I could hear it it's like things like hitting the hemostats. It's ch- chalicerae. It. Yeah, they're strong. Yeah. Dude, it was crazy how strong that thing was. Yeah. But I can be around them. So, like, I guess it's not really fear. I can definitely be around them, but they're a little... Yeah, like, I've known people... The weirdest one, I have. I had a friend in high school, and this is a common fear, apparently. I've seen multiple people since then that are afraid of frogs. <laughs> that one, I mean, yeah, that is a very common fear. I don't get it. Yeah. I had a kid the other day. Pointed. Yeah. Like, they have a very disappointed look on their face at all times. Like, how would you be mad or scared of that? Never happy. <laughs> What's it going to do? It's a, it's a frog. Like, it's not going to chase you down. students who are, like, afraid. Bless his heart. I had a student last year I did not realize was, like, terrified of our corn snake. I mean, like, terrified. His whole body. Did you tell him to suck it up, buttercup? No, I didn't know he was afraid. And he had gone to the bathroom, and when he came back, we had gotten her out to like for the kids to see. When he walked in that room, his he went to the bathroom again, froze, and just turned around and walked right back out. And so I like I said, "What happened?" All the kids knew he was afraid of her. I was like, "He sits right next to her cage. What are you talking about?" And so I put her up, and she's in a locked cage when she's at school. But I, I went in the hallway to talk to him, and he was like, is she up? I said, she's up, and the lock's back on her cage. I was like, what happened? And he was like, oh, she's fine as long as she's in that cage, Miss Lewis. Mm-hmm. But I'm coming in there if she's not in that cage. I was like, dude, if I had any clue, I would have never taken her out. I would have waited until you were absent one day. And he was like, it's fine. I'll just stay out here. They can see her as much as they want. And he just hung out in the hallway until we were done. But I felt so bad because, I mean, he literally sat next to her for half of the year. And I had no clue that he was afraid of her. None. And he was a big fifth grader. Like, big guy. See, I get I get jealous. This is the only time I get jealous of people up north when you watch people up north, like, jumping in a lake or something. There's nothing there to hurt you. Like, they don't have <laughs> shit. They don't live in Louisiana where, like, there's a lot of stuff there that can bite you. There's nothing up there. I had a co-worker one time who was afraid of all animals. You also had a friend that was afraid of balloons i did and doritos i did i can get the balloon thing because not they're not really scary but they're unpredictable somebody squishing one right next to you you don't know when it's gonna pop that's not a fear of balloon that's a fear of that's like jack in the box it's the same thing it's the the the, and then it pops out yeah yeah she had a friend that wouldn't eat doritos because she was afraid that they would cut her throat and choke to death on them (laughs) yeah college person so yeah that was a weird one all right so, Robert, yours is just wasps? <clears throat> yep. 
Uh, and <laughs> Robert's like, that's what I'm going with. <laughs> I don't like people with webbed feet. How often do you run into people with webbed feet? Um, once in my life, and it was a weird experience, and I just have an irrational fear of people with webbed feet now. You just, you're upset they can swim faster than you? Yeah, apparently. <laughs> apparently it's more common than you know, than we know. Yeah, my boyfriend's are. Huh. Is he? Yeah. See? Uh, now I know that, and see. if he's at a show with you, I'm going to run away from him. <laughs> Could really. you imagine? But, but if, if, as long as their feet are covered, you're fine, though, right? Uh, you can uh, make sure uh, they're off. Yeah. Touch you just don't them. rub them on me. Uh, just, <laughs> yeah. Could you imagine if you're in a swimmer? I mean, as a general rule, don't rub your feet at all on me. But <laughs> if they're webbed, you might get punched. I'm just thinking if you're if you're an Olympic swimmer with webbed feet, that's cheating. Be able to swim faster. I don't think Maybe. so because his aren't really webbed; they're just like fused together. It's like one yeah. kind of thing. It's weird. They, they're not like he has a he has a instead of a unibrow, he has a unitoe. Yeah, like two of them. See, well, that's, I, that's genetic, right? I think so. I used like I'm not. I don't have kids, and I don't really see having kids. But I used to joke around all the time <laughs> if we had kids. The first thing I would want to know is if the toes are webbed or not. Because if they weren't, I'm winning. I'm dominant. <laughs> <laughs> I love that it's not like, I just don't want my kids to have to deal with web fees. I just want to be able to say I win. My genes are stronger. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck your sperm, weak-ass sperm. <laughs> oh, jeez. You know who wins in a fight? Eggs. Fuck your sperm. <laughs> Oh God! There is something seriously Anyways. wrong with us. <laughs> so let's. I want to talk a little bit about spiders because I, I know a little bit about spiders. Um, I know that when I see your table at a show, it's overwhelming for me, just because there's so you have a lot of different species and varieties of species. What about that overwhelms you? I can look at ball pythons and go, okay, I can figure this out. It's all genetics, and I, I can I figure out a giant table of ball pythons or corn snakes or whatever it so is. You're overwhelmed because you don't understand. It's a lot of shit. I don't know, and then it's very no, confusing because no, no. she's no, selling. I need you to say those words. No. <laughs> <laughs> and she's also she's also selling slings, so like they look nothing like they're going to look like when they're bigger. So luckily, she has pictures on her table, which are spiderlings. In case you don't know what that is, because I just found out a few months ago. Yes, spiderlings. At the New Orleans show, I think. Yeah. Uh -huh. <laughs> um, when you bought James' Christmas thing. present and told me about it, and then he didn't know for months. Yup. Fuck you guys. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I do like that you put pictures of the adults on the table, because there is a giant change between sling and adult for a lot of those guys. Yeah, all um, of them look identical as babies, and you would never be able to tell apart if you didn't have a label on them. And they hide so well that if you looked at my table, it just looks like I'm selling magical dirt. <laughs> magical dirt. That's so, ridiculous. I, I hate the phrase beginner whatever, but you've got a table full of things. And I and some of the names I know are not beginner, quote-unquote, spiders. Like Bird Eater, not a very good beginner spider. Uh Baboon's not a very good beginner spider. So what what on your table do you normally, if someone's coming up to your table and they're like, I want to get my first tarantula, what do you try and point them in the direction of? Usually my favorite to push people to is uh, the Gromstola Pulcripes. They, it's the one that I normally bring with me to the show so people can't handle it. They're usually very friendly. Um, 
But when somebody wants a beginner species, I ask them what they're looking for because some of them want to handle. Some of them just want a really colorful tarantula that's not going to try to kill them. Uh, some of them <laughs> want just something as beginner. They're thinking it's easy to take care of. Um, so there's probably five or six of them that most people sell every show. And those are the ones that I would recommend would be the red, any Mexican variety, any of the brachypomas, like the one that you were talking about earlier, the red knee. Uh, they're all usually pretty friendly. Ease of care is ridiculously low. Um, they do grow a little slow. Uh, anything in the grandma solo, they grow a little faster than the brachypomas. Super friendly. Some of them get remarkably big, around eight or nine inches. So some people are a little off put by that. And then uh, another one that sells a lot is the GBB because it's as colorful as the more venomous ones. Webs a lot, but which one's that? Uh, the uh, the GBB, the green bottle blue. That's okay. It uh, the scientific name I will never be able to pronounce it. I'm not gonna. <laughs> but uh, it's just as colorful as the old worlds, but it's more of a hair kicker than its venom. It's very low in potency. <laughs> So do you uh, do you put pink toes in there if someone's wanting something maybe not to hold but very nice because they're gonna climb and all that? Pink toes are usually pretty good. I normally don't recommend them unless they have a little bit of size on them because a lot of them in a Vicularia species um, have a high mortality rate of babies. So um, I personally don't try to sell them until they have a little bit of size, just because even if I give you all the proper care and you follow it to the T, they can die sometimes. So I don't want to put that burden on you. I'd rather have that burden on me. How do you handle the person that comes to you and, and just automatically goes, I want a giant bird eater spider just because they saw it on TV or they saw they, they've <laughs> never had a spider. They know nothing about keeping them. They just know that it's huge and they want it because it's going to be awesome looking. I'm um, probably a bad salesperson being the fact that like, I'll tell you right up all the pros and cons of a tarantula. Like, I'm not trying to just sell you a tarantula. Like, if you ask for a bird eater, I'm going to tell you, you're going to have a six-inch spider in two years. So mentally prepare yourself for a big spider fast. Their fangs get to about an inch, fish, give or take. When they're older, they're not friendly. Their hairs will make you rash. You will feel nauseated rashes for, like, two weeks. It's so bad. But... At the same time, it's my favorite tarantula. Like, if I had to give up my whole collection, that would be mine. Like, I love them to death. But I had to tell everybody all the cons of what they pick out. Like, there's some tarantulas that are absolutely gorgeous that are fissorial. And I'm full-heartedly be like, you can buy this. It's a gorgeous spider, but you're buying a box of dirt. You'll never see it, but once in a blue moon. So I try to give everybody the pros and cons of what they're getting into. <laughs> It's just, it's so tricky because it's the the old world that are more toxic and new world that have the, usually have the hairs that they flick off and, and irritating and all that, right? Um, you know, it's just, there's, there's a, it's, I just feel like there's a handful of species that everybody kind of knows and they come straight to you looking for those species, but there's so many on your table that I've never heard of before. And so yeah. that's that's the interesting thing is I I think I'd rather be more interested in finding something that I don't know on your table than the things that I do know on your table. 
I honestly think all the time that I have all the tarantulas I would ever need. And then I find like 10 more that I didn't even know about. And (laughs) when I'm selling tarantulas too, I tell people, I'm like, I've never seen this tarantula. I've never raised it up to adulthood. But this is how I've been keeping it. It's been flourishing in this so far. I'm very forthcoming about that because we're all keepers. We're all learning together. Uh, There's some of them, like I think I have maybe 150 species in my personal collection that I keep all the time and raise up and have several of them. Uh, okay, wait. That's 150 species, species, not species. not individual animals. I probably have close to 1,000 at any given time. Well, like, that room's pretty cool that I'm in. I don't know what I thought in my head, but it was it's not that. <laughs> oh. Okay, that's a lot of spiders. It's like a... If they have a baby, if they have an egg sac, my numbers shoot up really fast because yeah, they can have oh, yeah, hundred babies sense. to twenty five hundred babies depending on the species. That's that's a lot of spiders. That's now okay. Do you know your normal percentage of of surviving babies from egg sac to ready to sell babies? Um, I couldn't give a number really. The only ones that I've seen so far that are kind of finicky are the Vicularia ones. Um, usually, if they're beginners, I try to keep people away from arboreals in general because they just are finicky. They need a little bit more attention when it comes to their, their moisture. Terrestrials and fissorials are super hardy, so usually where I go towards them. But it's mainly just you got to pay attention to not let dehydrate. Gotcha. That's, Ooh, that's a lot of that's a that's a large number. That's a lot of spiders. I'm trying to wrap my head around. I mean, the good thing is you're. Well, I mean, it's the baby. The babies you're feeding what two, three times a week. Once I feed everything. Once. Oh, okay. Well, that's not that bad. Yeah. I say that's not that bad. That's still a lot of opening little containers and having to put food in there and closing little. It's not as easy as tubs where you just slide a tub open, put the food in, close it. Slide a tub open, put the food in, close it. Yeah, it took me. Um. If I really try, I could do most of them in 12-hour span, get a full 12-hour. Sometimes they'll be two days because I just split it up a little bit, but... Wow. Yeah. I guess I do isopods, and those little condiment cups are paying the ass sometimes with the lids. So I'm just imagining at the same time... You have your big man hands, James. That's true, but I'm just imagining at the same time <laughs> trying not to have a little tiny spider come running out of it, or... I don't, it's, it's That's a lot. And you have to oh. kill the cricket. What? Or whatever you're feeding them, so you're like crushing the crickets, kidding the right size, all that other jazz. Like it's 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 time consuming. And that's another thing that I've been seeing recently is like because people in the hobby, when it comes to snakes, reptiles, arachnids, we do have a lot. And I think everybody needs to realize what their number is because I have all these tarantulas. But I also know that good chunk of these are going to get much bigger than they are now that I'm growing out. And I need 2,000 square feet of house, just house for the tarantulas. And most people are not willing to give that much space because each tarantula needs about 12 by 12 by 12. That's a lot of an enclosure for one spider. Oh. How much of what you sell did you breed yourself versus buying to sell? Do you I mean, how do you buy to sell or is I it- do do both because um, I have such a huge variety of them. 
So um, I am a huge lover of terrestrial and, philo- and pastoral, so I do breed a lot of those ones. I'm getting better at breeding the arboreals. Uh, I just kind of was annoyed at the fact that you have to have so much tiny space for arboreals. So I've been like raising them up, selling them off, raising them up, selling them off. But uh, so a lot of those I outsource, but uh, I'm getting more more breeders of the uh, arboreals though. But I try to breed as many as I can. Like I said, I have like 150 species. So okay, I'm just thinking, at 150 species and at that many, I've never asked. What is your your job? Your actual job job? Uh, this is all I do. Is it this? Yep. And that's another. Well, I was just saying it's it's not a lot of free time there. Yeah, yeah. I would not be able to have this many tarantulas if I had a second job. And so you're doing. Almost every herp show then. At I this do point. every herp show. I also have all my online, so I ship twice a week. Um, I do the herps, and then I do um, I do drop offs at a local pet store that I am around here. So if you buy online, I can drop it off there, so you can do uh, local pickups if I'm not doing a show. So I've, I've packaged snakes to send to people. I'm just imagine packaging something with an exoskeleton. Are you packing it in a cup so with? enough like padding in there that it can't really move around or shuffle or yeah, I have various types of um, packaging that I do for what size of tarantula you are doing. You usually will wrap them more or less in like, um, like a moist pa- paper towel in a container that's allowing them not to move too much. And then you want to secure that. And then you have to put it in an insulated box, the same thing with the towel, <clears throat> and then heat pack, not heat pack, all that jazz send it on its way. Alright, and as far as keeping, I, I know you said humidity. Yeah, uh, what are the you know, top three biggest pitfalls that people come across uh, their first time keeping a, a tarantula? Um, usually most of the problems we make up ourselves. Like, we stress over everything. If a tarantula doesn't eat that week, it's not a big deal. If it doesn't eat the next week, not a big deal. But as new keepers, we panic. We think that we won't be able to find food that week because of Corona. But honestly, <clears throat> feeding is not a big deal. You offer food every week, but if they don't eat for six months, it's not a problem. Watering is where it's at. Never overwater, but never let a baby dehydrate. And so it's funny. The, the food a- issue is a... The food issue is a thing that we face in snakes also because I've seen – and we've talked about it here before. I've seen people freak out because they feed their snake every Sunday and they couldn't get a mouse this Sunday. Is it okay if I feed it tomorrow? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, you're good. It's okay. You can feed it next Sunday if you want. I mean – Yeah. So, yeah, I've seen that. That happens all the time. And and I definitely see water is an issue. Um, And I guess with snakes, it's, it's fresh water. A lot of times a water dish will be full, but people will assume, well, it's got water, but it doesn't have fresh water. Because if you watch, like with snakes, I can go change out water bowls right now, and in 30 minutes, the snakes come over and they'll drink water uh, just because it's fresh water. Yeah, they don't want stagnant water. Little, kind of thing. I can see that. Our bougie yeah. dog is the same way. Our bougie dog drinks out of the fucking 
uh, water cooler. She figured out if she pushes her nose on our water cooler, that water will come out. And so when she doesn't have water in her bowl, she goes and drinks out of that. Nice. And then I have water all over my kitchen. <laughs> um, I've seen a lot because I sell bioactive enclosures. I sell a lot of times people that buy spiders from you will come and buy bioactive enclosures. Uh, size wise, when you're selling a sling, it's from what everything I understand, it's better to keep it in a smaller container, correct? You don't want you don't want to go big right away. Yeah, and that's it's not really for the tarantula. Like the tarantula lives out in the wild and it can survive. It's for us because again, we are going to make up these false stories, thinking that it's down in there, lost and dead. Because, like I said back at the beginning, my table looks like I'm selling empty boxes of dirt, and there's almost no substrate in those containers that I sell. And they're lost. People don't see them. So if you give the sling way too much space, every time you see that and you see an empty container, you're instantly going to think it's dead. And it's not. You're going to go in there, bur- unburrow it, and wreck its house, and it's sitting there perfectly fine living its life. So the one thing that you really need to watch out with is um, the size of ventilation that you put in there. Is because you want it to have enough cross-ventilation so it can get some airflow, so it's not a stagnant Louisiana swamp in there. And then you want to make sure that uh, the holes are not bigger than the head of the, the tranquil because they are like cats. If their head fits, no matter how fat their butt is, they'll get through there. Really? <laughs> oh. It's crazy. Oh. I want a tarantula. But I don't know what I want. I want something cool. <laughs> There's a lot of cool ones. And that's one thing that makes me so sad sometimes is every show – I can write down a list of which ones are going to sell. There are so many other cool species out there. I'll be super stoked when I get a new species in. I'm like, yes, I'm so excited to bring this to the public. And then it'll sit on my table for like six shows. I'm just like, that's sad. <laughs> yeah. Because someone comes up to you, I want one of the rosy ones. Do you have the rosy ones? Pretty much. That, that happens to me with new racks too. I come up, I'll come up with this whole new design and get it all done. And I'm like, oh, people are going to love this. And then I carry it to like four shows and don't sell any. <laughs> yeah, it's so depressing. Like you're so proud of your what you brought. Yep. Who cares about it? But I took a new one to the show this weekend and sold it to a vendor on Friday. Nice. So and then cool. had like ten other people want to buy one. So nice. Yeah. What, what was it? It was a crested gecko rack made with the double high, like the high heel shoe boxes, the six quart, but they're double high from uh, the container store. No heat, so they're simple to build and. uh yeah, the one of the vendors bought it from me like Friday afternoon. Nice, very cool. Yeah. That's cool. I, I like that you. You've, so you got that, and then like the the dubia rack, which is another one. No one. They didn't start out as a dubia rack, but come to find out, it's a really great rack for dubia roaches. It is, and no one else really makes that. Nope. So. <laughs> All right. Any other questions? You have any questions about tarantulas? I, I have extended my tarantula I talk to questions. her pretty much every show and ask her at least one question. Well, someone here has to work behind a table and can't leave behind the table. Lori, every now and then, boss lady lets me like stretch my legs and walk around. I'm looking forward. To, <laughs> I'm looking forward to two weeks from now being I able can't to walk wait around. To just go be a visitor at the show. It is so fun to walk around as a visitor. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm excited. Uh, so I was going through our 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 discussion group Facebook page, which is different than our regular <laughs> Facebook page. And uh, again, it's, it gets a lot of traffic. I'm I'm very excited with, with the direction that group has gone in, and really, uh, 
not a lot of drama. I mean, there's been a few things here that weren't really drama, just heated discussions. But uh, Travis Wyman, he had, we had talked about the picture last week with the leopard geckos, the different size from like extra skinny to super obese. But he posted a few for like ball pythons and bearded dragons and, and some other things to compare against because those are two uh, bearded dragons. I've seen a lot of very fat bearded dragons. Like this one in the middle that's healthy does not – that's kind of where ours looks like right now. Everybody else has this giant flat thing the size of a dinner plate sitting and on their shoulder. it always makes me feel bad because I see everybody else's and I'm like, mine's so skinny compared to theirs. But it's really – But if you were to see them in the wild, they would yeah. – they'd look emaciated. So there was that. Uh, oh, he also posted a mountain lizard in Peru broke the reptilian altitude record. Saw that. That was cool. The highest altitude for a, for a reptile. Really cool. Um, what is this one? Oh, that's a giant hammerhead shark. I haven't watched this one. See sharks. Fuck that. He always posts. See, he always posts videos. Uh, scientists discover how a group of caterpillars became poisonous. Soup. Super interesting, Travis. Super interesting. Not. <laughs> uh, okay. So this, this is going to lead to a couple things. Uh, Scott Borden, I read this. Scott Borden did a blog on toxicity in the reptile community and why we must change. So I kind of want to hit on several different angles of that that's kind of happened online this week. and Some other stuff that's happened in the reptile community this week. I read Scott Borden's uh, his blog on this. And I agree very much with him that we need to to chill out on each other, not attack each other so much. With that said, there are certain times where I feel that it is valid to beat a dead horse because the dead horse keeps getting the fuck up and people keep looking at the dead horse. Yep. Um, you know... And fuck it, I'm not going to – Brian Barczyk, I, I, I used to say for a while he's done a lot of good for the hobby, and he brings a lot of people into the hobby and this or that. Fuck it, I'm done with that mentality. I'm done with the idea that anybody in YouTube or social media, the negative no longer counts because the positive outweighs it. The positive doesn't mm. outweigh this shit because his most recent video was talking about how he got hurt by his his giant python. and. The clip art picture or the clickbait picture on it is him on the ground with the giant python. The same fucking week that Florida passes the ban to go ahead and get rid of the conditional species and to go ahead and try and outlaw tegus and iguanas and all those giant constrictors. That shit's not necessary. If you can't get the views and make the money pushing nothing but a positive light on reptiles, then fuck it. Find another business. But I, I'm t- I just I watched it this week, and I'm not. I don't care if anybody out there goes. Well, you know he's got to fuck that. I don't care about how you have to make money. So I, much language. To it me. is. And look, I know I know Dave Kaufman's not making the same kind of money. He doesn't have the same kind of viewers. But Emily's making a shit ton of money, and Emily has never posted a video on snake discovery about the time that whatever and your almost killed her. Going to be why she's never on our show. Probably. <laughs> but I love her videos. And she's never once had to say she almost died, got eaten. I can find 15 videos posted in the last three months by him that say something along the lines of almost died or got eaten while feeding or something with his giant snakes. The public, the general public, already doesn't like our animals. 
So it's an uphill battle for all of us. And same for spiders. Spiders aren't shed in a great light, just like reptiles. So no one needs to put a video online of the time I almost got killed by a bird eater. Like, that doesn't need to happen. It does no good. And you can't tell me, yes, but it gets people to click on the video. And then once they click on it, they learn. Bullshit they learn. They don't give a shit. They're waiting to see him die. That's what they're looking for. And and so there's no positive enough that comes from that. And so I agree with Scott Borden to a point. Yeah, we need to chill with the, the bickering and all this. But fuck he Brian Barchek needs to be called out on a regular basis. And the and the reptile community needs to agree that what he's doing is not right in any way, shape, or form. And when people go, well, guys, come on, we're just beating a dead horse. Yes, we are. But if we don't, I am then we're saying it's okay. To fucking death of hearing about Brian Barczyk. Every I am too. He's the fucking cool one to pick on that everybody piles on. But if you talk to anybody who actually knows Brian Barczyk, they say he is the most knowledgeable. Oh, I know. Genuine person you've ever met. But that's the problem. That's not what he's selling on YouTube. And so that's why I say I'm not attacking Brian the keeper or Brian the breeder or everything he's done. My problem is that the general public sees his clickbaity pictures and taglines, and that shit's going to come back to bite us in the ass. The whole reason uh, a lot of these animals getting outlawed in Florida is because of bad science driven by uh, agendas. People don't like the animals in the first place, so they find the bad science that agrees with them. Just like that stupid map that said Burmese pythons will extend all the way up to Washington D.C. at some point. Yes, yeah, we all know that's not possible. We we know with you don't have to have a full high school diploma to know that that's just not possible. It snows there, but they find bad science that fits that, and they use it. And so, with Brian Barshek, I have no problem with what he does. Business wise, that's I have no problem with how he breeds. People can be upset. About, I don't give a shit about how he breeds. He's been doing it for decades. He knows what he's doing. My problem well, just strictly well, comes down to the public image he puts out there on YouTube that the general public sees. What I don't, what I, what I don't, I, I don't know, man. It's just like politics. I'm so fucking sick of it. I hate to even talk about it because same thing with COVID and masks, and it's all the same shit. Uh, I hear like. Someone in our group posted a meme that said, we're all in this together. We need to stick together. Kumbaya, all that shit. And then the same fucking person an hour later posted a scathing thing about Brian Barczyk. So I'm like, which one is it? Are we all in it together? Or are we just going to fuck this one guy over here as much as we can? But see, I think it can be both. Hmm. I think we're in it together. And I think Brian needs to realize we're in it together. And that posting so many titles about animals almost killing him is not helping our case. So here's a question. I'm going to interject. You're both, you're both on your soapbox and I love no, you for it. We're, we're good. Yeah. Has anyone sat down and talked to Brian about this? Yeah. I, actually, mean, I don't know the guy and actually, I don't, I don't watch his stuff. I'll be honest. Chris uh, snakes and the fat man's had him on the show before and, and talked to him and, I've heard him on several podcasts. He was just on with Garrett Hartle not long ago. Um, and I think there's a lot of it that is people take a lot off of what the front cover of his videos say and then don't actually watch the video because they don't want to give him clicks. And uh, like their one click out of fucking one million is going to make a difference. 
But see, that's I mean, that's the thing. I've listened to several interviews, and he interviews very well. And again, I like I said, he's very knowledgeable. It's just the the non reptile community doesn't need more ammo. So what I'd and, like to see, what I'd love to see, is instead of us just talking about it, is if someone actually created a focus group of non reptile people and show you know, there's a scientific way to do it, I'm sure, and showed them these these clips and then get their actual opinion on it. Not what we think their opinion is, but let's you know, we're all we all claim to love science, but we don't want to fucking do it. I would love to this see that. This sounds I, like something you should do in your high school classroom. Well, I would love to see take take the the clickbait image, take the image of a YouTube video for Dave, uh Brian Cusco, Brian Barchek, Saint Discovery, any of them. Uh, and then add in the two dipshits out of Florida, put their video stuff up there, and, and see just just off the title and the picture. Yep. Which one are they more likely to pick? I myself, I think they're more likely to pick the two dipshits in Florida and Brian Barchek. But I want to. But what I want to know is why. What makes them? Do they okay. actually? Do you actually think that this guy's going to get killed by the snake? That's what I want to know. Does the non-reptile person see this video and think, I'm going to click on this because this guy's going to get killed by his snake? That, that's what I want to know. If if that's what the group, yeah. the focus group came out and said, I'd be like, well, okay, then it's fucking stupid. Let's quit doing it. Or if the Florida Fish and Wildlife Commission had used, well, what about this video of Brian Barczyk where he gets killed by a snake? Uh, as, you know, the front page of it is what they use to ban him. I could see that being a problem. But as far as I know, that's never been brought up by any government agency. But Brian knows that those, the, I mean, if Brian knows that those clickbaity titles of get him clicks, that's why he does them. Yeah. Right. I mean, he, I'm willing to bet if you were to ask him, if you were to look at his, if you could see his numbers for the videos that are titled almost got killed by giant constrictor versus, uh, eggs hatch or whatever, you know, something that's not a huge thing. I'm willing to bet his almost got bit by giant constrictor gets way more views of than. Uh, some sort of breeding video between ball pythons. And obviously those views, I don't think are by true reptile fans and stuff. I don't think it's us. Those aren't the views, but those are the ones that go viral and that the YouTube algorithm will push out there like crazy. So that's, that's my issue. Again, my issue is not, I know it sounds like I'm yelling at Brian Barczyk. I'm not yelling at him at the person. I'm just, I wish he wouldn't do that. Um, and so, so yeah, his injured while handling an eight foot giant snake, which is what it says. It doesn't say I got killed by my giant, my snake or anything. Well, there like were some that. other ones where it's like, that, and it's but, very obvious in the thing that he's falling down and hurting himself. The snake's head's not anywhere near him in the, in the screen grab, uh, has 103,000 views. The closest one I see to that is, uh, one where he said, I need $50,000 fast, $500,000 fast whatever it's about. So yeah, I mean that, that video definitely has a shitload more views. He aver- it looks like he's averaging 70 to 80,000. Uh, yeah, here's one called dodging a snake attack where a snake tried to bite him a bunch of times. It has 300,000 views almost. Yeah. So yeah, there's some validity there. And so that, so I segue from that to what has happened this week in the community as far as, uh, Florida, I hit on that Florida, did unfortunately pass the ban mm-hmm. on iguanas and tegus and taking mm-hmm. away the conditional, the you, there's no permit system anymore for these giant snakes. And 
So that has happened. Now, with that said, I don't want anybody out there to go, oh, no, because a lot of people complain that we've lost. And we, we did. We lost that fight. But U.S. Arc is not done with the battle. They are still they are still going at it. They're going to try again. They, they got it overturned before the first time they tried. They went ahead and got stuff against large constrictors. And so they're going to do this again. Anybody out there not living in Florida that thinks this doesn't affect them, you're insane. Because these are people that breed takus, breed iguanas, breed monitors, because I heard they're going for monitors next. Mm-hmm. Uh, breed all these animals, put them into the trade, and that's how you got your pet. You may not have bought it from a person in Florida, but it came there. And it will be followed by other states, and other states are currently trying to, doing this. And it won't just they won't just end at 10-foot snakes, 15-foot snakes. <clears throat> but, I mean, it will come down to tarantulas. It will come down to uh, scorpions and things like people, the. the it's just got to get its way there. Um, does the tarantula are, are, would you say that the tarantula group is a close knit group? Oh yeah. It's extremely small. Is there any, is there talk or any fear of legislation on how it would affect y'all? Not really, but if you actually looked into all of the states, the amount of tarantulas that are actually allowed in a state is very small. Like I think Maine, you're allowed to have two different types and see, it's crazy that those laws are passed. They just don't make sense. Mm-hmm. Like, the, like, I mean, there's there, there's really no reason for it, other than someone didn't like a spider, mm-hmm. and they found one to cling on to to be the the enemy, the one to go. You can't own that. Yeah, I think that they pretty much have a li- most states have a list of which ones you're allowed to own, and it's just like very generic spiders. And that list is probably looked at by, and they and they go, well, it's looked at by the fish and wildlife. But I can guarantee the fish and wildlife person that looks at and makes most of those lists are not a hobbyist who actually fully understands the animal and understands what can happen and all that. It's made by somebody who has some sort of degree who's never looked at reptiles or spiders, but is able to put together a list of dangerous ones. Yep. And so, unfortunately, again, U.S. Arc lost the one in Florida, but it's very you need to pay a lot of attention right now because uh, Oregon, South mm. no, South Carolina, Alabama, New York, Illinois, I think, are all undergoing uh, attacks right now on proposed bills. And uh, I saw and, – and you and I talked about this today, Robert. I saw a post that really bothered me. Uh, someone made – Basically, accusing U.S. Arc of mishandling of funds and and not being up on the up and up and not being responsible enough, and that they couldn't trust U.S. Arc's use of their money that they yeah. make from all these donations, uh, which is outright ridiculous. I mean, I saw one person get upset because the the tax paperwork says that uh, Phil Goss makes a hundred thousand dollars a year, and I was like, okay, that's. That's a salary. That guy works his ass off, and he's the one paid guy in U.S. Arc working his ass off so we can all own whatever reptile or exotic animal we want to. And that's pretax. Yeah. I, I'm like that, – That's. I think the problem is someone out there doesn't make $100,000. That's I don't, exactly what it but is. But someone out there doesn't make $100,000. They go, well, he shouldn't make it if I don't make it. Well, fuck you. Get a better job. I don't know what to tell you. Right. But don't accuse U.S. Arc, who is the only group fighting to try to keep this up. And don't say, because I saw this pop up on a couple of things, because they lost the Florida thing, uh, they're not doing their job. Yeah, there's a, a few people saying that. 
I mean, that was a big fight. I mean, they were fighting. That's one group trying to fight the entire state and the federal government. And I guarantee money that backs it up comes from PETA and the Humane Society. Like, that's a lot. And so it's not over. But just to tell people that they shouldn't donate to U.S. ARC because they don't use their money correctly is ridiculous. Uh, uh, you can talk to anybody who actually knows what goes on with U.S. ARC. And trust me, that money is getting spent on lawyers and over and over and over again. So that that drove me nuts. I saw it, and you saw it, and you commented, and you sent me a message too when you saw it. I was like, that's insane. Well, I tried to get him to come out and say, yes, I have a problem with how much money Phil makes because he kept hinting at it. But as soon as I asked him the question, he deleted the whole thread and reposted it in another way to not seem so accusatory. And apparently has still now put out a, a YouTube video about it apologizing or something. I'm not watching it. I don't know. I don't even know who the dude is. Uh, just some dude that was in a group to me. I don't know. But, I mean, U.S. ARC has been nothing but up and up. And, like I said, they, they, they do everything the right way. Yep. So, anyone listening, please donate to U.S. ARC. Uh, you can do the $5 a month membership. Or the easiest way to me was the $40 year membership send them $40 you get a t-shirt and you're a member for a year um and if you want to afford it you can go for the was it the silver membership i think it's 250 bucks and then uh if you're if you're a high roller like like robert you can do the gold membership <laughs> robert ain't affording that gold <laughs> membership right now <laughs> but uh again I, I agree that in this hobby we do all need to pull together but we also need to hold everybody responsible at the same time. And so it's it's a tricky way to hold people responsible while also trying not to attack them. But James. What? I'm gonna hold you responsible for what? Your very strong opinions about things in life. Well they're not opinions, they're facts. It's okay. <laughs> so that was one thing. Uh US Art was a big thing this week. Uh I'll get to the other thing I want to talk about. I'm just trying to scroll through what else we got here. Oh, the sea turtles. Max posted a video. Uh, Our buddy Max from Max's View posted a video uh, for, during the Corpus before the Corpus Christi show this past weekend. He went down and helped release a bunch of the sea turtles that had gotten too cold because of the, sto- the ice storms. Uh, they had to bring in, warm them up, nurse them back to health. And Max went down and filmed a bunch of it. The video is over on our Facebook page. Uh, you can also find it at Max's View on YouTube. It's an awesome video to watch. Uh, it's amazing how fast those damn turtles are. Have you watched the video yet? Me? Yeah, definitely. Oh, Max they, just showed me videos on his camera this weekend. Was he? They slide them down the ramp, and then those things shoot across the top of the water. They're moving so fast. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is a good sign. They're super healthy when they were let go. Um, but it was a crap ton of turtles. I think they released like a thousand turtles. He uh, so one, one of his photos got picked up by the IF the I fucking love science uh, page, yeah. which is a big deal. And uh, he was pretty he was pretty excited about that. So that was really cool. Oh, did you want to talk about this one, Katie? Okay. So scroll up. Who originally posted it? <laughs> Alana. Alana. So Alana. they're in Israel. They're using mayonnaise to save endangered turtles. There was an oil spill. I have actually read articles from the Smithsonian on this. Um, I had a student in my class, like, Google it and do research because he was like, how is this working? Um, 
we totally went down a rabbit hole and like didn't teach anything legit that day in English class. Um, but it was, it was really cool because what they're doing and, and all I can figure is it's the oil. Well, yeah, it's, it's a, it's a fat. <laughs> And, in and the, it's the way it reacts with the oil. But the tar has gotten basically internal. The internal tar is what they're not able to get out. And so they're using mayonnaise to feed these turtles. It and helps them pass it. It's helping them pass. It's clumping to the tar and they're able to safely pass it. So they're able to save. I just, I just gotta what is imagine. It doing to our body. Amazing if, things. Mayonnaise gosh, is great. You stop that. <laughs> mayonnaise. Oh, look. Anybody out there, I got a quick, if you like grilled cheese and you're out of butter, mayonnaise works as a substitute on the outside of grilled cheese and it won't oh, taste it any does. different. It's works great. You learn this when you're poor and you're in college. I think Brittany and I are both uh, making the same face like, eh, no. Y'all are wrong. It's okay. I but, uh, a condiment other than mustard in probably like 15 years. Yeah, I don't like any of them. <laughs> like, I don't have I just wonder, I don't have mayonnaise. I don't like, ranch I don't like ketchup or any of it. Ugh. I just want to be in the room when that guy first walked up and they've got these turtles dying of oil. And he goes, I got it, guys. Freddy's We're going to feed them mayonnaise. And you just got to matter, imagine somebody like, what the fuck is wrong with Fred? Why are we fe- He's over there feeding turtles mayonnaise. <laughs> I just picture a funnel and it's just like chugging it. <laughs> just like, 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 a, like a college kid with a beer bong. Just chug, chug. Pouring <laughs> mayonnaise down. That was also a fun article. Oh, I was uh, all about turtles and tortoises. Uh, yeah, a successful return of 12 Indian star tortoises in the wild. That was pretty cool. That, that was, pretty was from cool. the rest of I, I shared one. I apparently I, get emails. I didn't share it in the group, and I don't know why, about someone who saved their huge Aldabra tortoise from yes. the... Uh, let me find it. From the yeah. freeze. Um, I've seen you post that. Yeah, I don't know why I didn't share it in the group. Probably because I didn't think about it. <laughs> Uh, volunteer in Pflugerville helped 800-pound tortoise during winter storm. Wow. So that's in the Austin area. Yeah, they said... Oh, I uh, saw that. It was in their kitchen. Yeah. A picture of the tortoise, like, in their kitchen. Big Al. He's an 800-pound, 26-year-old Aldabra giant tortoise. <laughs> Kept him in the kitchen. That's crazy. Yeah. I, I, I saw your post this week where uh, you offered good advice about thermostats and it was not received well. <laughs> yeah, I got accused of a sales pitch, and I don't even fucking sell thermostats. <laughs> also congratulations on your baby snakes this past week thank you thank those you. are your, your ice storm snakes that you were keeping warm with water bottles yep yeah i just saw Corey martin just posted one of her snakes that uh was cold during the the storm just laid eggs and they all look like good eggs good yeah. oh yeah i saw ryan goslow feeding his lizard scorpions right. yeah that was yeah. crazy I, they were not alive the scorpions were not no. alive but I've never seen scorpions fed as a treat. I know as we have the, the spider part of the arachnid person on, we're like, hey, look at these scorpions getting eaten by reptiles. Uh, do you have any scorpions? You don't do scorpions, do you? I don't do them. Um, I had a Asian forest scorpion for a long time. It finally died of old age, but they're not really my jam. Do you only feed crickets? No, I actually oh, really don't like crickets very much. Um, I try to feed roaches most of the time, mealworms, superworms. I do feed crickets occasionally just because if my customers are going to use crickets, I like them to be used to eating crickets. I don't know if they're smart enough to be like, know that they like crickets, but I like to try to feed them everything just in case. Nice. I like this picture. There's always a picture that pops up in groups because 
you talked about earlier about people freaking out because they didn't get their their tarantula fed on the day that they want to feed them or the snake fed on the day they want to feed them and there's always these things where like if we don't do this our snake will die you know if we feed too big of a meal your snake will regurge and die and there's this picture of this carpet python just like downing this ring a ring-tailed possum from a tree that's just massive and you're like oh yeah i forgot these things live in the wild they're not gonna die my bad we were wrong it's like when that that kind of stuff happens because there's also the one that always floats around of a big carpet or whatever, eating like a wallaby, and like, or the one with like African rock eating a antelope or something. You're like, oh, that's right, they survived before us. They can do this. We're good. Yeah. Oh, we talked about this. everything. Yes, we talked about this movie last week, and and Travis found the the giant. It's called the giant Gila monster, the B horror movie from the the fifties or sixties that I couldn't think of. I was like, it's the one with the giant Gila monster. It's called the giant Gila monster. Um, da, 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 da. let's try to see what else. Oh, Scott Borden also posted a really cool picture of his Savu. It's one of the prettiest Savu pythons I think I've seen. Uh, it had a ton of color, so I want to just give a shout out to. He posted that, and he posted one of his. Uh, that is wicked looking. Of his, oh, it's a black. It's a reaper. No, a reaper is the name of it. Oh. It's a black throat. It's not a black throat. Uh, it's, it's oh crap. Sorry, Scott. I can't remember what kind of monitor it is, but it's a really cool looking monitor. Uh, with like that big old spiky neck and all. That's really neat. Oh, and then uh, this picture floats around all the time, but it's the one of the cow eating like a Woma python. Yeah. And the comment comments, I'm confused on how the food chain works in Australia. <laughs> oh, it's a weird ass continent. Look, I, I had to teach classification this past week, and we talked about a uh, mammal, got the mammals. And of course, you have to cover the two groups of mammals who don't give birth the way mammals normally give birth, and they both come from Australia. Yeah. So you got the weird ass monotremes, the platypus that lays eggs, and you got marsupials giving birth to little aliens that have to crawl up into a pouch to finish form. It's a weird ass continent. Oh, this is great. And then Tracy posted the picture during uh, all the snow in Denver. This family always does some sort of big, like, art, uh, snowman, snow, whatever. Uh, form in their yard, and they did a giant snake out of snow. Like okay. they painted it. And they, yeah, they painted it and designed it. Now, we would have loved to have done that, except we didn't get snow in the south. We got ice. Yeah, and, uh, that's all we got here. We, could, we couldn't make shit out of ice. Oh, and my, my Cobra cakes. I found some knockoff Cobra so Kai I snack cakes. I didn't realize that they were knockoff Cobra Kai because when you showed me the picture, I was like, why does the snake have hair? I didn't realize it either until <laughs> I went back to buy them. And then I started reading the uh, the layers and it was like the different layers were karate words. And then I realized, oh, it's it's a knockoff of Cobra Kai. Yeah, but it's Johnny's hair. It is Johnny's it hair. Is. Um, And then, oh, I got to watch that. I didn't realize that it Joe... Was, he posted it right after we started recording. Joe Challoner has a new video out. I didn't realize that the picture that John Grant shared is... That's, um... That's Little Lily. Lily. Yeah. yeah. That's Lily. Who got her ears pierced. She did. And she was smiling. As usual. <laughs> John Grant and Kelly Grant, who are our sponsors this that's morning right. for our... Our Herbstat One giveaway, which I'm very jealous about. So... Uh, oh, and one... Right. Callie was telling me the other night at dinner that people come in the store all the time and will ask her, where's the boss at? She's like, you're looking at him, motherfucker. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that, okay, so that ties into kind of a podcast. Well, 
kind of was a, a YouTube podcast this past yeah. week from uh, Chris Eaton, Mistakes in the Fat Man. He did his his Hot Chicks uh, Volume Two podcast, which got a lot of mixed reviews, to say the least. Well, the uh, reviews were overwhelmingly supportive, but there were a few. Yes, but there. Were, yeah. We've already had one soapbox this episode, fellas. I'm not going to have a soapbox. I'm just going to – I can calmly talk about this one. Uh, <laughs> this one was – we got us kind of involved because our, our friend Corey was on there. Corey Martin was on there and uh, and several she's other – She's still sending this going, friends. Who said I was friends with these crazy Well, if she's, not on here, she, if she's not on here, she can't say no. So I'm calling her my friend in case I need a lawyer one day. Uh, but it had several hobbyists and breeders, and some of them have only been doing it for a short period of time. Some of them have very large followings, but it had like Brittany Gobble, who uh, she breeds a lot. I, I, we have to have her on because I listened to her in this podcast. And the more I heard her talk about her life, the more she sounds like someone who doesn't actually exist. Yeah, dude. She speaks like a ton of languages. And yeah, she starts the name. They have no, they bought land to grow. Um, why can I not think of it? Fucking little cheap, uh, expensive fungus that pigs dig up. Truffles. Yeah. They, they 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 farm truffles. Okay. And then she bought like expensive ass dogs from Europe that sniff out truffles. Yeah. But then she has like uh one of those Highland uh cows, the ones that are really hairy. Um, goats. Just, you, you gotta you gotta hear the goats. She goes on for like ten minutes about some stuff and it's just like she keeps adding I'm like this is not a real person. <laughs> real people don't do all this shit. Uh but she's also if anybody has the uh the calendar from Justin Kabilka from this last year that she did all the photography and the calendar. Uh, so on top of all that, she also just wrote a book. Uh, yeah, it's, it's crazy. So I, I we need like to, cool we need to have her on, but so Chris Eaton is, and I say this with all due respect, a fat, dirty slob. And <laughs> by his own admission. Yeah. In all of the best ways. And he says, I don't think he has a filter. He says whatever he is thinking at that moment in time. And we love him for and, it. And it's very obvious on any of his podcasts, especially when he's, it's, you know, big fat white dude with seven hot chicks. Uh, <laughs> he, it's obvious was he talks on his, on this past podcast. I'm not going to lie. We were listening to his podcast on one of the vacations that we were like a family vacation. And I remember pausing it and looking at you and going, we really should not listen to this with our child. <laughs> Probably because not. he uses the F word a lot. A I mean, lot. I'm not a, I don't want anybody to think I'm a prude. I have the mouth of a sailor. I'm trying to get <clears> a little better. Uh, but yeah. And he, you were like, she's got her headphones on. She's listening to her own stuff. And you just kept on playing it. But it, so th these women that were on there began to be attacked in something. There were a lot of very positive comments. Don't get me wrong. There were, like, like Robert said, there were a lot of very positive comments. But a lot of people were questioning the validity of validity of having these women on them because they don't know them. And I'm like, well, that, then don't fucking listen to them. I don't. It doesn't matter if you know them. They they are real people. They exist and they are in the hobby. So, and Chris wanted to have them on his podcast. Fuck off. But then it took a step. It's my podcast. I, I do, do what I want. I do what I want. <laughs> but then it took a step farther when because he calls it the hot chick for episode uh, version two or whatever it was. They got attacked for not being attractive. Look here. Let me tell you something. And I was like, that, first off, I saw the women that were on there. They're wrong. They were, and they are attractive. And second, <clears throat> the fuck does it matter? Dude, I loved Corey's responses this weekend. She 
she built a little garden in her backyard and she's like, oh, look, I did it without a penis. Look at that. Well, that was not because of the podcast though. Oh, okay. That was because when she left Home Depot or Lowe's or wherever, the guy like as she was leaving the store, there was yeah. a guy going in the store that was like, Oh, are you taking all that home for your husband to build for you? And she yeah. was like, No, damn it, I'm doing it myself. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, that was like Brittany Gobble posted a picture of her out in the rain cleaning tubs this weekend. Because uh, oh, because basically they were getting attacked that these women were just trying to do this to build up their social uh, accounts and that they don't they're not real reptile people basically that they're just trying to be to do this all for acknowledgement and I'm like no these I mean Corey her husband does not breed the snakes Look, her husband shows up at shows with her I will be a hundred percent honest my snakes are your snakes and you take care well, of no, them no I know that and you fact. do a great job at that babe. And I will keep cooking you dinner since you take care of all of my animals for me. But it was just like some of those women, like I said, I, I know Corey and, and those snakes that she raises and breeds, she's doing that. Like, Oh, yeah. And uh, I just that, – that whole episode, I, I watched it and I listened to it uh, and I reached out to Chris because now I just want to have him on so that he can – I have somebody that cusses more than me. <laughs> uh, I am super excited because he's going to be at the uh, Conroe show this summer. In June. In June. It's going to so, be a great weekend. That's going to be big. Uh, plus, when I reached out to him and, 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 I, and I wanted to have him on here, I, I was shocked that he actually knew who we were. So that was hey, cool. Wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. What? Back up. I reached out to him. Because? Because I wanted to reach out to him. Liar. Because Katie came up with the idea. You liar. Because I looked at you in the kitchen and I said, we should have him on the podcast. And, and then, you laughed in my face. And said he'll never do it. No, 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 no. I didn't say he'll never do it. Robert said he didn't think he would do it. <laughs> and then I figured. I get credit for this. Oh, dude. I actually sent him the message and then immediately messaged Corey just to have her talk to him. And he messaged me back before I, Corey could message me. So I was like, hey, Corey, never mind. Ignore that. So I was I was not beyond having other people reach Brittany out to him. And the next and the next guest. I'm good for like two months on guests. <laughs> yeah, Robert, how about you do something? I'll, I'll send in my my uh, uh, my sponsorship money to you. <laughs> oh, okay, we're good. <laughs> so uh, is there? And, and I sorry, that was oh. like really close to the microphone. I apologize. Um, is so is the I, I talk about it like it's two separate worlds, but it kind of is. Is the tarantula world similar, or is is it like very male dominated? Or um, I would say it's about like. This is just totally me just spitballing it, but I think it'd be 60% male, 40% female. But uh, it could be totally different than that, but I don't know. I really don't know. Uh, there's a few major retailers that are female. Uh, like Fear Not, they are run by Tanya. She She's a female, obviously. Then there's Jamie's Tarantulas. I think Jamie's a female. Um... <laughs> I'm pretty sure she is. And then, uh. Did you just assume her gender? Oh my god, don't no, even don't start that shit. Jay! Let me get so much uh, But. That's a lot. Oh, oh no, I didn't want to. I mean, I'd put feminism back 50 years and like wear my pearls while I'm doing my housework. So I can't really be, you know, I'm all about equal rights. But with that being said, I don't know. I got my Reptiles magazine in the mail today. Oh my gosh! I still, I'm still excited when I get a Reptiles magazine. I'm glad. It's a yearly gift. 
Like you, that's what we get. His Chris, one of his Christmas gifts every year is his next year subscription. It's awesome. It's really a printing. It does have a printing. <laughs> what? How are magazines even a thing anymore? Yeah. Well, no, it kills magazine. me. They had they had a digital version. Which they came out awesome. with it. It was great. I loved it. I I would watch like read it while I was taking a dump. What? That's when you read it. That's when you read it. You are so open but, with but so then personal things. Ev- the book says everybody poops, okay? <laughs> but then they took the digital way and kept the paper version. I was like, oh, who yeah. the hell is running they that company did. that you were like, you know what? In a digital age, let's get rid of the digital copy and keep the paper Speaking copy. Of so do you read said. that while you're like watching VHS tapes and uh, – I have some VHS tapes on a bookshelf over here. of uh, up Dollar. your mom have- on a rotary phone. We have a. We don't have a rotary phone actually. But I'll use one if you buy me one. But we um we do have vinyl record players. Yeah, I have one of those. And but I did want. There was one article I wanted to go through. It was their top ten uh, best pet snakes. And so I just wanted to briefly go through it and see if we agree that these belong in the top ten. Our daughter was listening to CCR on vinyl record the other night. So I wasn't talking or anything. It's cool. Every word. I didn't have great. something I was doing. It's fine. <laughs> I'm not sitting here waiting for my turn to talk. Come on. All right, number 10. We've talked a lot this episode. I, well, someone's got to. Number 10, the Honduran milk snake. I can see that as a good pet. So we're going from lowest to lowest highest. Lowest to highest. Okay. We have one of those. Hondurans are okay. That's a decent-sized snake, too. I mean, they get I pretty like big. Those. I like milk snakes. If they don't pee and piss all over, or pee and uh, no, shit all over, you're good. We have a hypo albino one. Oh, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, number nine. The Western hognose snake. I've talked before how I kind of feel about them. Uh, I'm not saying they're not a good beginner snake, but do understand they're venomous and don't downplay the venom. Yep. So as since nothing. you are allergic to wasps, are hognose a big no for you? We have them. Well, I guess I'll find out I one day if I ever get bitten. Oh, let's not. Let's not. Let's not, not say we but, do. Yeah. So you don't downplay tarantula venom when you sell a tarantula. Oh, no. Venom. I upped it, if anything. Like, I tell them that they can get muscle cramps. It can last for days to months. They can't kill you, but they'll definitely send you to the hospital for pain management. It'll make you miserable. Yeah. Because I feel like hog-nosed breeders, I don't know if they – I get tired of the, it's just a bee sting. But obviously with Robert, it's not just a bee sting if it's a bee sting. Like, it's – so, like, that's that to say it's just a bee sting seems a little misleading. I've been stung by a bee once. Not me. I sat on uh, it. You sat on it? It got me in the back of my thigh. You deserved it then. <laughs> Number eight. I love that this is number eight on the top ten. Ball python. What? All the way at eight. Uh, I have not. I have not read why, but I would imagine it has to do with uh, being picky eaters. Although I don't know how big of a problem that is anymore, as much as it was twenty years ago. Uh, number seven, the gopher snake, which I feel like I'm gonna throw pine snakes in there with that one because I love a pine snake. Bull snakes too. Bull. Oh yeah. Mm. Yeah, I think bull snakes tend to be a little bit uh, more vocal. Yeah, than, especially more than gophers. Vocal. Yeah, they have yeah, a glottis and they hiss, and it they sounds like a rattlesnake. Huh. I mean, the pine snake can do it too if he got pissed, but he doesn't do it. Joe Phelan's does because yeah, they don't like him. I've never heard yours. Hateful, apparently. But my Louisiana pine does nothing. Huh. Uh, number six, the rosy boa. I have those. I agree. Those That's a great fun. pet. I had one. Just got rid of it. Uh, number five, the California king snake. Got those too. I need one just to eat snakes that don't end up eating. Uh, number four, we can all agree upon this one, the corn snake. Oh, yeah. Uh, again, my only drawback ever to a corn snake is that the babies are so damn small and they get out of everything. Number three, 
the Kenyan Samboa. Oh, you made the top three. Babe. Should be number one, but whatever. That's funny. Number two, gray banded king snakes. They are cool looking. They are cool. They're easy. Keepers. I don't know if they. They are. I just don't know if they go on my top five. They're very small as babies. Um, I guess they readily take fro uh, take rodents. They're pretty easy to get to take. Yeah. Uh, number one surprises. Me. Number one does surprise me, and I guess maybe because it doesn't do anything for me. But the garter snake. So I have everything except number one. Uh, I've had gar- garters temporarily for a little while. We can't get them to eat, could we? Couldn't get the babies to eat. The adults are usually pretty easy. You put some shiners in a bowl of water and they'll go to town. Uh, but I'm also not a fan of really, really fast-moving, really fast metabolism snakes like a garter snake. I mean, they eat a lot and they shit a lot. Um, speaking of magazines, the Herb Culture magazine just put out its 17th. Edition volume. Yes, and he does it right. He does it. Called. He does a virtual is magazine. Vo- are they volumes? I think it's a volume. It just it doesn't matter. It's number seventeen. Yeah, and Justin puts it out so you can read it while taking a dump. Oh my gosh! You say, "Oh my gosh!" Like no one else does that. <laughs> but but you don't need to announce it to the world. everybody. Poops, Katie. James, read the book. <laughs> Most of the text messages you get are from somebody on the bathroom. That is true. Why, why do you encourage him? Just when, you, when you got free time. Why do you encourage him? She's just spitting the truth over there. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> All right, is it my turn to talk about cool stuff? Oh, Are do you, you have done? cool stuff to talk I about? Do have cool stuff. Well, not necessarily cool stuff. I have stuff to talk about. I love how that went from, <laughs> I got cool stuff. Yeah, maybe it's not cool. I got stuff. I got maybe stuff. it's not really stuff. It's just no, it's uh, stuff. things. <sighs> well, let's talk stuff. about that stuff because we're already almost so, at the two-hour mark. I know. I'm going to be real quick. Uh, it's Dr. Seuss's birthday. So, Woo! happy birthday. Read a book. It's going to be great. Um, our library... Yeah, you can read Miles and Miles of Reptiles. Good. That's Seuss our book. go-to Dr. Seuss book to give to kids for their birthday. So, kids that we know that we have given their if, if I own... Well, isn't there a zoo one? If I ran the zoo. If I ran the zoo. Yeah. And then there's, like, the best pet you can get. To Is there a spider Dr. Seuss book? I want to say there's spiders in his pet book. Okay. There's lots of different species covered in that. Um, so our library has an online site that you can use it's called Overdrive. It's an app that you can download and use your library card. And I was going through, and they have a book called Venom. Not, not to be confused with Maximum Overdrive, which is about trucks that come alive and kill people. What? Maximum Overdrive. Oh, come on. I love them. Robert, you've the seen Oh, yeah. Welcome to Maximum Overdrive. He's got the big goblin truck. Yep. The toy truck. I got nothing. His little gunship truck. Google it. It's a Stephen King book. Isn't Stephen King? Mm-hmm. I, don't I don't know it. Maximum. <laughs> it was huge. Uh, if you watch it, it as an spell. adult, though, you realize there's, really eight and there's not a lot going on in it. Yep. Yeah, Stephen King. <laughs> oh. it, says, it says 1986, but I mean, it was on it's TBS or TNT like How every day during the 90s. Comedy horror film. Because it's got Emilio Estevez. Okay. Well, we'll find it. Maximum Overdrive is a great movie. Never even heard of it. Messed up. All right, okay. go ahead. Anyways, so I was going through the other day because my students like to read books about animals. And so I was like, oh, this looks pretty cool. So I clicked on it to download it. And as I click on it, and it, like I said, the book is called Venom. It's by Marilyn Singer. And the little blurb about the book says beware poisonous things are all around you the name of the book is venom 
venom and poison, to my knowledge, are two different things. Depends on who you ask, but I agree they're two different things. Okay, so that was my question. That was the whole reason I brought this up. Is is that not like you had a publicist, you had an editor? Why are these words so because interchangeably used? Because that's not part of their normal life. Like we're used to the idea of people going, "Is that snake poisonous?" And then we have to go through. But I mean, if they never, the general public sees it the same thing. But also, I know the general public is stupid, so. My guess is that it wasn't published in America, because English is the only ones, I think, that differentiate the two. And then they're wrong on a lot of stuff. (laughs) They can't say aluminum. (laughs) They they don't know how to spell gray. Oh my goodness. They put you... They don't know how to say ball python. Oh my gosh. I just thought that was interesting. That's all. That was your only thing. I, I mean, it, yeah. It's, you got us all excited. Like, I got time for all this fun stuff. And well, was, but I've was, been. I we've been at this for almost two hours. Don't use that as an excuse. You didn't have anything I am, else, and I have you things, had nothing else. I have things to do for you school tomorrow. You peaked with your venom slash poison book. That was it. Uh, I haven't really watched anything on YouTube this week. I uh, I watched an update on uh, Emily and Ed's Reptarium. They got their storefront built. And they're filling up the storefront with a bunch of stuff. April with Blessed by Design posted a really cool um, video on how to do photography with your animals. She did see that one. That that was actually really cool. I did share that one. I did see that one. All right. So, Brittany, if people want to reach out to you and learn more about your furry eight-legged friends. Furry Harry. Furry? Harry? You don't know. Did you ask him? Actually, I do know because I did a project on tarantulas when I was in the eighth grade. Yeah, we get it. You shaved it. I haven't told that story. How do you, you know? Because I'm sure you've heard that story. I'm sure you've told that story. Have I told you that story, Robert? Nope. Of when I shaved a tarantula nope. and trained it to go through a maze? You'll have to tell me that sometime. I will. Brittany will be very interested to hear about your shaved tarantula I've story. I've it. It's awesome. Ah, see? <laughs> We're I good. I about it at the table. I because, told you I visit with her. Because it's your one spider. It's your no. It's your one spider story. And you're like I've got to fit in with Brittany. Here's my one spider story. It's a cool story. <laughs> I shaved a tarantula. I'm leaving all of our people hanging. I'll bring it up later. Don't worry, folks. You're fine. You can. Oh, shut it. <laughs> it got confused without furry head, furry legs, and hairy. I'm gonna go with furry because he's bothering me. Fur, it's hair. Did you ask him? What? Anyways, Brittany, if I want to get a hold of you about your. Harry eight-legged friends. <laughs> you can reach out to me at uh, goliatharachnids.com and there's a spot on there that says contact me. Definitely send me an email. Any questions? Or come to any Herp show and you can see all five million different types of tarantulas on her Yeah, table. I do most of the, the shows. I think the only show that I don't really do is um, I don't do Lafayette and... That was a good show. You should come do that one. I had the weirdest experience there, so I'm just like, mm. like the hotel was just not inviting enough for me to want to go back. I mean, gotcha. But the hotel was uh, less than ideal. Gotcha. Okay, so come see her at any show but the Lafayette <laughs> show because they got creepy hotels. It's in. I've been. It's in Lafayette. I'm not far from there. I can understand that. It's a creepy area. The people were nice, just the hotel was creepy. <laughs> Robert, who we get a hold of you? www.lsreptileracks.com. 
Lone Star Reptile Racks, Facebook and Instagram. Pretty easy to get a hold of. You you left out your awesome news that you had today. Oh. Oh, we didn't we didn't tackle that. That's no, okay. Uh, we're moving into a new shop space. We got the key today. Um, yeah. Pretty excited about that. So a lot of work to be done the next couple of days moving everything, but it's going to allow us to up production, hopefully a lot, and get stuff done faster and uh, more efficiently, and you know ultimately sell more racks and get them to you faster. Yes, it'd be awesome. You won't have so much stuff around your house. Yeah. You'll have your house back. Yeah. <laughs> All right, James, if people want to get a hold of you. You can get a hold of me at simply underscore serpents on Instagram or simply serpents on Facebook or the Reptile Gumbo Podcast on Instagram, Facebook, or at gmail.com. And remember, uh, we we had our winner this month for February's giveaway. Uh, if you've listened to this episode, you know how to enter for our March giveaway for the Herbstat 1 thermostat from uh, JT and Callie Grant from Grant Family Exotics. Uh, again, it's a Herbstat 1 thermostat. It's the – is Cadillac still the best car or do I go like the Tesla of cars? What is the – I don't know what the – I don't know. It's a really nice thermostat. Kia, so. <laughs> that's the – I love that's, Kia. Yeah, that's not the Herbstat. Don't compare that. <laughs> uh, but so make sure you're paying attention each uh, week this month so you can enter in at the end and win yourself a Herbstat 1 thermostat. I want to thank everyone that answered our question for last month for our giveaway and was involved in that. Uh, Our goal is to every month give away something to you guys for listening to us and we appreciate it very much. Thank you, Brittany, for coming on. Thank you, Brittany. I appreciate learning about tarantulas because I don't know a lot about tarantulas. Thank you. So, uh, that's it. That's all I got. Talk to everybody next week. Yep. Yeah. Goodbye.